0: Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works Podcast, where we'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 167, Electric Power Steering, Sensors, and PIDs. Uh, this one's kind of a quick overview of how electric power steering systems work, which are somewhat relatively new. At least with BMW, they started, uh, eh, I'm kind of guessing, probably around the 2010 to 2012 model year. I could be wrong on that. Might be a little bit later, might be a little bit earlier. Um, but this is an article I'm going to be reading from a trade magazine called Break and Front End. This particular article was written by uh, Brian Sexton uh... he's you know pretty good technical writer and uh... you know it is written for mega uh... it is written for uh... technicians but it's not real technical it's going to be kind of a quickie and he's really going to be talking about what technicians should be looking for when they're diagnosing problems with the electric power steering so i thought this would be helpful to you to just kind of have a better understanding of how the systems work and what the technicians have to go through to uh, do diagnostics on them, and it might give you some insight into, um, you know, if you feel like you are having a problem with your steering, to be able to maybe give the technician or the the service advisors, you know, more useful information in regards to the symptoms and things like that. So, I mean, if you have an understanding of how something works, then you're going to be able better able to describe when it's not working, okay, or what you think it's not working. So. Uh, a couple quick commercials, real quick, uh, just as usual. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast 5 at gmail dot com. I'm also I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motor Works, and if you want to check out the main distributor of this podcast, which is Podbean dot com. If you do a search in within that uh, for Brad's Motor Works, you'll find the podcast. Upper right hand corner, there's a icon for become a patron if you feel so inclined. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast. I'm asking for $5 a month. You can give more. You can give less. You can do it as an ongoing thing or just do it one time. It's up to you, obviously. And uh, the main advantage for doing it is that I've taken about 12 to 15 previous podcasts, and I've made them only available via the subscription. Uh, The reason I did that is these particular podcasts, if you apply the information that I uh, provide to you uh, in your automotive ownership life driving experience you can save thousands if not maybe even tens of thousands of dollars um, off of car repairs and things like that so i think it's worthwhile but i leave that up to you so so electric power steering sensors and pids here we go Electric Power Steering, or what's known as EPS, or Electric Power Assisted Steering, which is E-P-A-S, systems continue to rise in popularity among automakers. Diagnosing these systems can be a challenge. There are a few different types of EPS systems. Some mount the motors onto the steering column, on the pinion shaft against the steering rack, or on a secondary pinion gear on the other side of the steering rack. Despite their differences, they all operate with the same goal assisting the driver whenever turning the steering wheel let's take a closer look at the sensors which make up these systems and how they operate this is titled under the big picture EPS systems apply steering assist force based only on driver input the system uses input data from a multitude of vehicle sensors to determine how much steering assist force is required more often than not the problem ends up the problem ends up seeing a faulty sensor I'm sorry being Wow let's start over again more often than not the problem ends up being a faulty sensor wire or connection somewhere in the system the EPS system is connected to the powertrain can bus and communicates with a number of systems figure one which you can't see shows the powertrain can bus on a late model Volkswagen you can see that the EPS control unit is just one part of the network of sensors and control units This connectivity has some serious advantages. The EPS module isn't connected directly to the wheel speed sensors, but the ABS control unit is able to pass that data along on the bus. It's important to understand just how interconnected systems can be on modern vehicles. Steering angle sensor. The steering angle sensor is arguably the most important sensor in the system. That's why it's first on the list. It is located between the steering column and the wheel, and in many cases is actually one part of a sensor cluster. This is due to the importance of the data it produces. A faulty steering angle sensor reading could mean the difference between making it around a corner or colliding with another vehicle. Having multiple sensors on board to measure the same thing offers built-in redundancy and allows the control unit to confirm the data in real time. Sensor operation will vary from one manufacturer to the next, so it's best practice to always check the OEM service information before you start with diagnosis. Let's look at a 2019 VW Golf All-Track as an example. The sensor consists of two rings, the absolute or outer ring and the incremental or inner ring. Each ring is divided into segments, which are read by a light barrier set. When looking at the data PIDs, you should see at least one steering angle sensor reading measured in degrees. S- sweep the steering wheel back and forth to confirm the sensor is reading the change. Steering torque force sensor. The second sensor on our list is a steering fork- wow. The second sensor on our list is the steering force sensor, also known as the steering torque sensor or steering moment sensor. This sensor is typically mounted on or inside the steering rack and connected to the pinion gear. It is used to measure the amount of steering force that is being applied by the driver. Then the control unit calculates how much steering assist force is needed and applies it using the electric motor. Again, sensor operation will vary from one manufacturer to the next, but we'll use the 2019 VW Golf Alltrack again as an example. The steering input shaft and the pinion are connected by a torsion bar. A magnetic ring is, a ring is affixed to the input shaft and stators are fixed to the pinion. As the input shaft rotates, the torsion bar will twist and the magnetic ring will move in relation to the stators. As a magnetic field is formed, the linear hull sensors measure the electrical signal and calculate the amount of force being applied. When looking at the data pids, you'll likely see two separate force torque readings measured in pound-feet or newton-meters. Turning the steering wheel should cause these PIDs to rise. Other Sensors The EPS control unit monitors a number of additional sensors to ensure that the system operates efficiently and doesn't overheat. This includes, but is not limited to, the speed and power draw of the electric motor, the temperature of the control unit and the electric motor, wheel speed, and the engine speed. All of these PIDs and more can be monitored by a scan tool and can be invaluable when it comes time to diagnose an EPS system, which is misbehaving. Tips and tricks. Needless to say, you'll need a scan tool capable of bidirectional control for this type of work. A simple code reader won't cut it here. You'll need to scan the system for stored DTCs, which means Diagnostic Trouble Codes. Then bring up the real-time data, PIDs, from the onboard sensors. Check the OEM service information to see if there is updated software for the modules. This may clear up the customer concern. You'll also want to familiarize yourself with how each of the sensors work on that particular application. Pay close attention to any service bulletins or notes from the manufacturer. This can save you and your customer some serious headaches. The steering angle sensor needs to be reset or recalibrated whenever the battery has been disconnected and an alignment an alignment has been performed or the steering wheel has been removed be sure to get the wheels pointed straight ahead after an alignment is performed if this isn't done right the system system can be led to believe that the vehicle is drifting out of the lane and could try to make an unnecessary correction follow the OEM service procedures to the letter as failing to properly calibrate the sensors could lead to trouble down the road so that's that one I hope you got something out of it, kind of a quickie. And again, he, he didn't go into great detail, but I thought it was written well enough for you know the average person to get something out of it in regards to electric steering. Um, there are advantages to it. Um, you no longer have a belt-driven power steering pump. Uh, it can obviously change its force that's applied very, very quickly, whereas with normal power steering, it's not necessarily something that you could really you know, change per se necessarily. I mean, some cars you certainly could. Other ones, it was harder to do any changing in the steering system. So, um, you know, it's a new thing. Um, they are trying to reduce the amount of belt-driven or engine-driven uh, devices in the front of the engine, like a power steering pump. doesn't have one anymore, okay? So the downside to it is they are, the assembly itself is somewhat fragile Uh, A lot of times what they say if the car has been in any kind of an accident where the front wheels are like bent or anything like that, they want you to replace the entire steering rack motor assembly. And it can be thousands of dollars. So it simply adds to the price of the, you know, collision repair process. So in any case, hope you got something out of it. Um, Again, real quick, you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, Check out the webpage on uh, podbean.com, and uh, we go from there. Uh, Appreciate you listening. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting get understanding may God bless you and keep you and thank you again